Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Welcome, welcome. What is this, the week nine recap episode, Sam? That Hulk is Hill focus. Wow. Weeks through the fantasy football season. Time flies when you're having fun. That, yeah. I mean, some of us are having fun. Are you still having fun, Kyle? Um, kind of. Some days. It has After its ups and downs. Week, I think you're having fun. I think I am having fun. I'm coming off a win this week, but we'll get more into that uh, later in the episode. But welcome to the week nine recap, Paul Kill Focus. Commissioner Kyle here today, joined by Deputy Commissioner Sam. How are you? Always an honor. I Always am doing honor. well. Always an honor. No, no David today. Um, I can't think of a witty excuse for why he's not here other than he's just it's, in class. It's personal, it's personal locker room things that we're going to keep between the, uh, the three of us on the podcast here. Okay. Yeah, I'll try and edit out what I just said. Hopefully that's not uh, too hard to do. And Anchor, probably not because Anchor is a very easy tool to use. You should all use it. But uh, you'll hear more on that later as well. But, Sam, what a fucking ugly week. Yeah, you know, I think I ended last week's episodes, I forget if it was the first one or the second one, by saying, like, wow, we really sucked this week. Let's do better next week. And somehow (laughs) we made made week eight look like a stud week compared to week nine. What a fantasy football week. There were three teams over 100 points, and uh, the other nine teams were all below 85 points. For the week, yeah, um, you know, but hey, wins are wins. Just keep win, winning. Wins are wins. Uh, getting into the recaps, the first one I want to go over is the matchup. I think we dubbed this as matchup of the week last week. We did. Uh, Matt versus Larry. This yeah. was the best matchup of the week by far. Hundred percent. It's not even close. Uh, Larry squeaked out a one eleven point three eight point win. To Matt's 108.98, especially this week. That's really got to hurt for Matt. Yeah. He was the third highest scorer uh, and just so happened to be playing the second highest scorer of the week. That's that's not good. Um, I think what really killed him, Matt, is Jalen Hurts didn't have that garbage time that he gets all of his points in. You know, that's the theory there is uh, Jalen Hurts scores in garbage time and somehow the Eagles game – you know, well, well, let's take it, you know, side note from the fantasy football as well. The NFL this week was just an absolute topsy-turvy. Y- you know, what this has proven, listening back to last week's episodes, we know nothing about football, Kyle. Mm-mm. Because no, we absolutely. were saying the, which is, yeah, I got on this topic because I'm looking at the score of the Eagles-Chargers game again. We were sitting here saying the Chargers are just going to blow out the Eagles. Potent offense. Eagles can't keep up. You know, the Eagles defense isn't that great this year either. Like, they're just a very average to below average football team and you know the Eagles credit to them they gave them a run for their money but yeah Jalen Hurts didn't have his garbage time points to score and as a result that ultimately hurted uh Matt's team here yeah yeah I knew someone going to the game she was like oh is this gonna be a good game and I was just like no not at <laughs> all um but yeah Jalen Hurts ended with 18.68 points Matt had a good game from Joe Mixon 23 points uh, Alvin Kamara, who we slotted in the flex spot this week at 16.4. I believe he got injured this week, though, if I'm not mistaken. Did he? I didn't see that. He was held out of practice with a knee injury today. 
Uh, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday for a change for all you people out there. Uh, George Kittle came back, had 14 points. Did he score a touchdown? He did. He scored a touchdown on his return. George Kittle looked like George Kittle, which was, if I recall correctly, his first couple of weeks were a little slow. I mean, mm-hmm. all tight ends in fantasy have, you know, meh week. So actually, now that I'm looking at it, his first couple of weeks, it was 7.8, 1.7, and 4, which for most tight ends isn't bad. But when you're talking about, you know, your George Kittles, your Kelsey's, your Wallers, you kind of expect more of that consistent what he saw this week coming back off of injury with 14 points, which, yeah. Strong performance for George Kittle, which is a good sign for Matt moving forward. Yeah, and then just uh, after that, just mediocre performances. 9.3 from Damian Harris is good. Uh, 7.8 from T. Higgins and 6.7 from Deontay Johnson. You know, that's a little disappointing. Uh, One point from the Saints defense against Atlanta. That's a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, Matt's going to have to talk about it to his uh, defensive coordinator because I believe over the last two weeks now, his team, his defenses have given him, what, a combined negative one fantasy points? He had I believe so. Last week and one point uh, this week, so that cancels out one of those negative points. I believe but, so. He's got to take a look at that coaching staff. Yeah, something uh, have to look into. But then looking at Larry's side, Larry, Larry had a good week from his top guys. Uh, Nick Chubb, I think it was the first game that he played for Larry, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, he, no played he, played him, he played him last week against me. When, or yes. Was it last uh, week already? Wow. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick Chubb had 28.3 points, looking like that first-round pick that uh, he gave up to get him. Uh, Sam, you and I are both former Nick Chubb owners. How is this 28-point yes, performance look in your eyes? I'm happy for the guy. You know, Nick's been – he was one of the hardest workers in our locker room. He, you know, was injured. He was out for a little while. Um, it's not that we didn't have hope in Nick Chubb. The reason we traded him away was more so because we needed some insurance at tight end. We love Kyle Pitts, but, you know, as we played with Trick or Treat, we thought we weren't going to get any stinky pits, and I've gotten nothing but stinky pits for the last couple of weeks. So uh, so I'm glad to have Travis Kelsey there to provide some depth. But, yeah, no, Nick Chubb looks great. I have, no, I have nothing negative to say about the decision or Mr. Chubb. Yeah, neither do I. It was, you know, Nick was a leader in our locker room for the time he was with the team. I believe it was maybe one minute and 30 seconds. I would say a a whole, you know, 15 seconds that he was there. Yes, I believe so. Uh, So good for him. Did did you print a jersey for him before he left as like a party gift? uh, We gave him a a jersey. Okay. (laughs) Party gift. And one of those towels that had his number on it, just in case. Um. But Devontae Booker, also in the backfield, had 12.2 points. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a, you know, he had a good game against Baltimore's defense. 20, 25, almost 25.6 points. Uh, they kind of blew the win, though. The Ravens came back in overtime to get that win. But, hey, yeah. another great thing for me. I'm not complaining. Uh, and the Browns' defense put up 18 points against Cincinnati's offense, which was really good. Happy to see that. Yeah, uh, but on the flip side of that, that means that Jamar Chase didn't have a great game. He only had three points. Mike Williams, he didn't really do anything either, Sam. I know you're a big Mike Williams guy, but... Yeah, the hype is starting to die a little bit around Mike Williams with... Well, because here's the thing. Mike Williams for his entire... What is this, his fifth NFL season? I believe so. Fifth. Something like that. He's always been a guy, typically in fantasy, from what I've experienced. Not that I don't think... Maybe I've rostered him at some point. If I do, I don't remember. He wasn't that relevant. But he was always kind of that boomer bust flash in the pan guy. 
you know, we Tyler Lockett's the typical example that we use. And the first couple of weeks of Mike Williams this year, it was sustained booming. And you kind of thought, you know, Justin Herbert, new offense with the Chargers, like, yeah, there's quarterbacks in a second year, maybe a little bit more development, you know, with that relationship, so on and so forth. And I have to be honest, the Mike Williams hype train is dying a little bit. At, what is this now? Like four or five straight weeks of single-digit Mike Williams? I'm going to pull up the numbers I believe now. so. This is – okay, four out of his last five performances have yeah. been – Yeah, and somehow has a 28-and-a-half-point performance. Yeah, there's – there, but it looks much more like – so taking the last five weeks, which is, you know, a month plus, mm-hmm. he looks like the Mike Williams that I'm a little bit more accustomed to seeing. Right. So the Mike Williams hype train is dying. Um, Larry, at some point we talked about a trade that included Travis Kelsey for Mike Williams. You're a fool for not taking that because yeah. it's blowing up in your face. And I look like a genius for not doing it. I'm a little shocked that that was even on the table, but uh, wow. This is the first I'm hearing of that. That would have been something, but I was all in on, you know me, I was all in on Mike Williams. Wow. I wanted every piece of that. Jesus. Um, but yeah, but Larry, good Larry win. That down. So good luck with Mike Williams this year. Good, I hope for the best up for Mike Williams. You know, still a oh, big. Yeah. Uh, good win by Larry. Uh, I guess he's five and four now. Somehow, uh, still in the thick of it with the Jeff Arnold division. We'll see how that plays out for him the rest of the season, though. Hashtag why not Larry? Hashtag why. <laughs> Um, from our highest scoring matchup, do you want to hit our lowest scoring matchup between? Well, I was going to hit you know the matchups in terms of quality. Here's what I was thinking. So we start with the good, okay. Then we move into like you know not as great, but still pretty good. And then we hit all the ugly, the best for last. Okay, sounds good. Yes, yeah. So I was going to move into Sean and Rob this week. All right, let's talk about Sean. Sean was our top scorer of the week. Uh, really led by he only had two people in double digits, but. They performed like as like there were six people scoring double digits. Lamar Jackson had 36.64 points. Jonathan Taylor had 32. Uh, other than that, his next high score was 9.5. Yeah. Really leaned on those guys for victory this week, but hey, it worked. I mean, they scored over half of the team's points from doing that math correctly. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, coming from your quarterback and running back one who you required for Miles Sanders, which still doesn't make sense to me, but that's neither here nor there. But overall, you know, you want to say it's a good week by Sean because he put up that many points, but you got to be a little concerned looking at the rest of the roster. I mean, Josh Jacobs typically isn't his number two guy, I hope. I'm looking at his uh, Aaron Jones is. Aaron Jones is just – Oh, right. He's got Aaron Jones in his flex. Okay. So, I was say, Jacobs isn't – I know he's got another – good back there yeah so he's got Aaron Jones there who honestly though the last couple of weeks hasn't really been Aaron Jones there's a little bit of cause for concern there I mean it's been a little iffy looking from week five on we got 10.9 points 17 which are two good back-to-back games then you got a 3.9 clunker in there you hope that's the outlier 17 against Arizona which again was a shootout but then you have another what you think is a shootout in Green Bay this week where he only puts up 5.3. Now, granted, you don't have Aaron Rodgers there. The Green Bay offense looks a little bit slower. But do you have cause for concern for Mr. Aaron Jones, Kyle? Or do you think I'm blowing this out of proportion? I I, I think you're blowing it a little bit out of proportion. Um, Aaron Jones had a bad game. 
so did everyone else on the Green Bay offense. They just couldn't get it going with Jordan Love, at quarterback. Um, Kansas City defense isn't really that great, so you would definitely expect more than 5.3 points out of them. But I'm not concerned. Um, I think Aaron Jones has that ability. You know, he's he's a pretty volatile player in terms of scoring. You know, he'll either score a lot for you, he can score a little bit for you. Um, boomer bust guy, if you will. Love it. Um, I'm not worried that he's going to be doing this consistently, but I wouldn't be shocked if he puts up another six or less point performance this year. We'll see where it goes. Um, taking a look at Rob's team, Carson Wentz keeps looking like a solid quarterback option here in fantasy football. MVP Carson Wentz. Not there yet. I'm still on the train. I understand the direction you're going here. Um, It was great to see Christian McCaffrey back. I think the Panthers, obviously, baby steps with him. So, for Rob, you know, good to see that he's here. He's healthy. He played. And he's, from what I've seen so far, not hurt again and is ready to play next week. So, where you expect an increase in workload. Jeremy McNichols, the so-called Derrick Henry replacement, 3.5 fantasy points. There's no replacing Derrick Henry. No. We'll see where McNichols goes. I'll be intrigued to see if Rob keeps him in his lineup going forward. The wide receivers just weren't great this week for Rob either. A.J. Brown, the previous week, had a really good kind of what I call get-right game, getting him back on the map in what we expect A.J. Brown to do. Comes back with another 4.2 clunker in a game where the Tennessee offense, again, looked solid. Putting up 28 points against a very good Rams defense. They looked really good. And for them to look really good while not including A.J. Brown, um, if I were his agent, I'd be a little concerned right now. Yeah. I'd say you got to be getting this guy more because he has to be coming up on a contract year, right? This is what, his third, fourth year? I don't know what A.J. Brown's contract situation looks like. That's fine. We're, we are not an, an NFL contract podcast. We're also not a fantasy advice podcast. Just throwing that out there now. Um, but yeah, A.J. Brown not being involved in that offense isn't great for him. Um, he's got two years left, 2021, and he signed through the 2022 season where he'll be, eight, he'll be 26 heading into free agency after that. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so, yeah, hate to see 4.2 points out of him. Cooper Cup is 9.5. I'm fine with that because that probably means that Robert Woods had a better game. Um, Ertz, the former Sandemic tight, tight end, had 2.7 points. Um, not in like 85 points for Rob. That That's not great. It's but underwhelming, but given this week, you look at it. It's the fourth him. highest scoring team this week. <laughs> he had 84.98 points, and it's the fourth highest scoring team out of 12 teams. This that's, league at University of Maryland Eastern Shore of I that's too way too soon, Sam. That's way <laughs> too soon. Um, but yeah, this Sean was led by his his top guys. Uh Rob can just kind of you know hope that this team can improve. This, this his team has a lot of of um potential to improve week in and week out. So if they can improve upon this performance rest of the season, Rob's going to look be looking good uh, heading towards the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I, I'll give the same spiel that I gave about Rob's team last week. You've made it this far without Christian McCaffrey. This week you had him, but you didn't really have Christian McCaffrey. You had like Christian, you're missing the other half. You're missing the McCaffrey half, you know, where he scores the other 
I mean, hey, he played like what 50% of the snaps and still put up 10 fantasy points. Like, there's 10 more points missing somewhere, right? Which right. wouldn't win you your matchup this week, which you feel a whole lot better about, you know, 95 points than 84 points. So go get him, Rob. Keep your head so, up. Rob's still in it. I have faith in you. Um, where, where, where do you want to move to next? Let's go to can we do my matchup with Gil? Absolutely, we can. Let's you go. sucked. Yeah, you know what we did. You sucked. We were bad. You were bad. Ryan Tannehill. Well, all right. Ryan Tannehill had sixteen point oh two points. Uh, quarterback filling in for Kyler this week. Get well um, soon. Yes, get well soon. Is he injured? I th- oh, he is injured. I thought they had bye week this week. Um, Najee Harris. He's looking real good as a rookie. Fourteen points for you. He looked good, as I keep saying. He was the – we have faith in Najee Harris. That's why we got rid of Nick Chubb, because we want Najee to take on a bigger role. And so far, he's been, I would say, close to living up to expectations. Maybe a smidge more. You know, like, I would have liked to have seen, you know, over 15 points, but I'll take 13.8. Nothing to stop yeah. that. And now I'm looking at your running back, your RB2, Khalil Herbert. Um, yeah. Personally, I wouldn't have started him this week, knowing David Montgomery came back. Uh, but looking at your bench, you had no one else to start. So I kind of get it now. That was the thing. Um, you know, and going back to the logic of starting Khalil Herbert and not even going to waiver wires, not that there's really many running backs there anyway, but you saw Christian McCaffrey come back and play, again, 50% of the snaps in the Panthers offense. David Montgomery came back off of what was – a relatively serious knee injury. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he would get the same treatment. Listen, the bears are going into a bye week next week, like this upcoming week. So you think, all right, give him a little, you know, dip your toe in the water, let him rest bye week, come back fully healthy after the bye was what I thought the bears were going to do. And going back to our overall arching theme of this podcast, I know nothing about football as this entire week has flipped on its head. And I believe I saw somewhere that David Montgomery actually played the highest percentage of snaps out of like any running back in the NFL this week. Oh God. So yeah, Khalil Herbert did not really see the old pigskin, which was a detriment to the team. Didn't see that coming, but Hey, we got the win. You got the win. And Khalil Herbert's no longer on the roster. Correct. He has been waived. Thank you for your service, Khalil Herbert. But after what I saw, I'm good. Uh, Keenan Allen, 10.4 points. He didn't score a touchdown. Did he? He did not. He, yeah, he still was out touchdown this year. Under receiving yards. Yeah, still waiting for his first touchdown this year. But he is starting again, as we talked about, Mike Williams' regression means Keenan Allen is rising. What's the word for that? When one goes up, the other goes down. There's a cor- negative correlation. I don't know. Yes, there's some sort of cor- – there's a correlation to be had. There's some sort of mathematical word for Julie – Call a friend, Nick. Do you listen to this podcast? Nick doesn't listen to this podcast. Gil, because last time we didn't mention him with uh, Nick and Julie, he flipped the fuck out. So, Gil, no. if you can provide Sorry, that as well, please. But, yeah, if someone can let us know that word, drop it in the Facebook group or something. Um, there's some sort of whatever. Keenan Allen's on the rise, though, is the moral of that story. Travis Kelsey looks like Travis Kelsey this week. CeeDee Lamb and the Cowboys were just bad. Chalk that up to whatever. And Jerry Judy is slowly but surely scoring more fantasy points as he comes back off that injury. So that's what you're looking for. And, uh, you know, 82 and a half points. That's probably the lowest points you scored this season, I would think, Sam. But I actually don't have that number off the top of my head, but I would believe you. 
it was enough to get a win over the 74.4 points that Gil put up. You know, we said that your team was bad. Gil's team was worse. Yeah, you know, Gil's team was worse. Thank Gil's you, Gil, was- for bailing me out on this one. He had Dak Prescott get him 23 points. Uh, how many of those points do you think came in the fourth quarter? I can entirely promise you at least 19 of them. Yeah. I, when I checked ESPN, as I told you before the show, I turned on the game pretty much when it was 30 to nothing and garbage time was starting. because I was hoping to see some CD lamb action. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott either had like three or like six points, like something just abysmal. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up with, you know, almost 23, which wasn't thrilling to watch as I, you know, watched garbage time just keep going on for that game. Yeah. Um, Miles Gaskin has actually been looking pretty good since Gil picked him up from Sean. Um, I know that was one trade that everyone kind of, you know, laughed at and being like, why the fuck did this go through? But hey, it's worked for Gil so far. So what do we know? Yeah, you go, Gil. Go, Gil. Mike Davis, uh, former team Brandis, star star running back. Stop playing Mike Davis. Yeah. Mike Davis should be dropped. You should pick up Khalil Herbert instead of – there's a better running back out there. Wow. Wow. Uh, Amari Cooper, 3.7 points, kind of the same thing as C.D. Lamb. We touched on just Dallas offense was nowhere to be found. Marquez Callaway had a good game, 8.5 points. I wouldn't expect yeah. anything more out of him. Yeah, Trevor Samian under center. You'd take 8.5 points from Callaway. Exactly. Uh, Christian Cook, Kirk in his flex, 10.42 points. That's pretty good for him. I wouldn't expect that game from Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has been solid over the last couple of weeks. He's a guy that I've been keeping my eye on. He's just one of those guys that's just in, like, too good of an offense to be productive in fantasy. He's one of the other side. It's a lot of mouths to feed. Any given week, you're going to have a guy come out and burst. The last three out of the last four weeks, Christian Kirk has scored double-digit fantasy points. But mm-hmm. looking four weeks before that, he only scored double-digit fantasy points once, which included – a half point performance in one of those weeks. So volatile. You've been winning out recently, Gil. So good for you and your mathematics. I will praise you for your uh, probability skills of figuring out when uh, Christian Kirk did a boomer boss. Nerd. But and then everyone else on Gil's team was just like kind of sucked. So yeah. But that was the theme of this week in fantasy football. David Montgomery sucks, was healthy so. left in his IR spot. So huh. You hate to see the eight points linger there. Um, given that that could have made a difference, that could have made the difference, which I'm going to touch on that a little bit later. Ah, uh, good teaser. So, uh, what matchup do we want to go to next? Let's go to we did. Sorry, this is the last week. Do we want to go to the missing podcast host to get yeah, that one out of the way real quick? Let's talk about he who shall not be named. Yeah, uh, that little bitch fucking kicked julie's ass this week yeah and you know he put up 100 points which we always say that's kind of the the standard for what we call a good week Mm -hmm. julie's team it almost was reminiscent of week one all over again now granted you were missing deandre hopkins and james robinson so i give you a little bit of a pass there julie but you know the rest of it is just kind of you chalk it up to fantasy football you know, Austin Eckler is not going to give you eight points every week. He's much better than that. Matt Stafford had a down week with 15 points. It's probably his lowest of the season, if I had to guess. Probably. Brian Edwards didn't even get her a point. Neither did the Dallas Cowboys uh, defense. Yeah, hate to see that. Boston Scott didn't uh, 
live up to last week's hype against Detroit, which I thought would happen. Um, and again, Dalton Schultz was a part of that offense, offensively bad, bad offensive performance of the Dallas Cowboys. That's the words I was trying to I was gonna say. I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. I thought I you might be having a stroke. English. I'm still recovering from the game last night. Kyle. Oh, yeah. So, so am I. Um, but yeah, Julie, like Cordero still looking like pickup of the year. He had 13.6 points. Michael Pittman had a good game, 12.4 points. But other than that, you got your team was kind of lackluster this week. Uh, and it showed in your 65 points. Uh, whereas David's team, he finally he uh he finally got that monkey off his back and started the right quarterback this week because literally he had no other option than Justin Herbert. About time he got rid of Daniel Jones. It's finally about time. I'm shocked he traded Daniel Daniel Jones still. I'm shocked that someone traded for Daniel Jones. Well, it made sense what Luke had to do, but again, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 12.2 points. Probably a down week for him, but hey, given what he's been doing this year, you take that. Um, Marquise Brown also had almost 12 points against Minnesota, uh, exceeding expectations. His team MVP this week might honestly be the Miami Dolphins defense. Granted, they are going up against Houston's offense, who's, let's all be honest, bad. But hey, uh, 18 fantasy points is 18 fantasy points. Doesn't matter how you get them or who you play to get them. 18 fantasy points, 18 fantasy points. Uh, and then Justin Herbert, 37.64 points against Philadelphia. Of um, that's about what I was expecting him to get coming into this week. Yeah, he looked good. I thought he'd only play three quarters to get those points. But 35 points, 35 points. Um, Devontae Adams continued some, like we were saying earlier, though. Green Bay's offense just was very bad on Sunday. 4.2 points from Devontae Adams doesn't shock me. Um, Hunter Henry had eight points. That's pretty good. And yeah. Cortland Sutton. Uh, Sam, you have anything to say about Cortland Sutton? Still all aboard the Cortland Sutton hype train. The guy is just a wide receiver machine. Yeah, he had a down week this week, but hey, even Michael Jordan missed a shot here and there. So, uh, Cortland Sutton's gonna be fine. Are we comparing Michael Jordan to Cortland Sutton right now? I might be. All right, well, our next matchup <laughs> is uh, can we do Nick and Jim? We can do Nick and Jim. Either of them listen to this podcast, I'm assuming, so we can go through this one pretty quick. I think Jim might. Jim, if you're listening, White, put something in the Facebook group. Write uh, waffles down in the comments if you're listening something to Jim. Like that. Leave us, a, leave us a, uh, a question in our mailbag if you are listening to us, Jim. Link in the description. That's open to everyone, not just Jim. That is open to everyone. Even uh, Nick had 78 points and one. That should not happen. No, uh, it shouldn't happen, but it was all because of James Conner. James Conner literally just said, hang on, Kyler Murray's out of this offense today. I'm going to put the team on my back and score three touchdowns against the 49ers. Yeah, you know, with Chase Edmonds out, you kind of expected, you know, obviously James Conner to step up his role, but yeah, he just is a touchdown. He's been a touchdown machine all season if we're really getting into it. Mm-hmm. Just an overall very, very good performance by uh, James Conner there. Nothing really to add. Yeah, James Conner really led this team. Everyone else had lackluster performances. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had 12 point, had 12 and a half points. 
he's still the quarterback five on the season, which I'm shocked by. I guess he's just a good fantasy quarterback this year. He hasn't very much been a good NFL quarterback, in my no, opinion. Um, maybe teams have finally figured out how to play him. Maybe he's dealing with off the field stuff. Who who knows? Um, but everyone else on Nick's team was bad. I see 3.6 points, 3.5 points, 3.3 points, 5.4 from Mike Dzicki, but still below average. 0.3 points from Chase Edmonds, but he got injured. Um, his kicker got him 12. That's cool. And then Jim's team was somehow even uglier. Uh, Derek Carr at 12.34 points against the Giants defense. You know, I know Larry and Rob and David would attack me for saying this, but Giants defense probably isn't that great. Yeah, it could be better. I mean, Jim's problem still is the fact that his starting running backs are Devin Singletary and Samaj P. Ryan. I will give you the same speech that I just gave to Gil. Khalil Herbert is now a free agent. I guarantee you there are other free agents that are better than Samaj P. Ryan. Devin Singletary, I can at least understand why you would roster him. The Bills offense, you want every piece of that. But please stop playing Samaj P. Ryan. Please. Well, this should be better. You know, hopefully Saquon comes back next week. Or they're on bye week this week, so hopefully the following week. Um, Maybe Kareem Hart will come back from the IR soon. But, yeah, you got to drop. Jim, there's no reason to have two kickers on your team. Um, I don't think there's reason to have two quarterbacks on your team other than a bye week. But, hey. Uh, Ryan Tannehill might stick around for the pandemics. We'll see. Um, But, yeah, Jim – how many points did he have again? 64 points. Um, you can do better. But you know two teams that did not do better than 64.24 points? Why don't you tell me who those teams were, Kyle? Those two teams are Team Brandis. They had, we had 62.76 points. Yeah. No one in our starting lineup scored a touchdown. One person scored more than 10 points. Our quarterback, Josh Allen, the top, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, went up against Jacksonville, one of the worst defenses in the league, and put up less than 10 points. That shouldn't have happened. Our, There's no excuse for it. Our running backs could have done better. You know, they're M- Michael Carter getting 8.6 points. I'll take that every week. Uh, I have Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, whoever it is. I forget his name, Daryl. Um, 7.7 points. I'll take it. 62.76 points should have gotten me a loss this week. Wouldn't you say, Sam? That could be a loss in most weeks, Kyle. I would agree with you. But not this one. Not this one, baby. Let's go. We had one of the most historically bad games we've ever seen in this league by John Luca. John Luca put up 48.8 points. Oh, man. I don't want to kick the guy when it's down. Because listen, oh, I do. Please do. A historic. I mean, I understand he's new to the league. He probably doesn't understand all the league history. But historically bad week from John Luca. It's, he had how many players? Let me say this again. Historically bad performance from John Luca. Five of his nine players scored under score four or less points. Six scored five or less. Justin Jefferson's 14 points accounts for almost 30% of your entire <laughs> week's point total. One third of your weeks came from what was a very average day 
from Justin Jefferson. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Someone who Luca preseason claimed to me was one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Dude, how many times do we have to talk about Daniel Jones on this podcast? Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. He's not Let a me good quarterback. This. Let me say this again so everyone can hear it. Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. Stop playing him in fantasy. David, I don't know why you ever considered starting him in front of Justin freaking Herbert. And John Luca, I picked up Ryan Tannehill off waivers this week. If he was there, you, I'm assuming, have a higher waiver position than I do. And you decided to roll with your guy, Daniel Jones. Daniel those, Jones, stop. It's those Giants homers. Let me go on. I'm going to go on ESPN right now. I guarantee you I can find a fantasy quarterback that has better options than starting Daniel Jones. And who is currently on waivers right now? A current free agent. I'm going to go right now. And maybe I'm going to look stupid right now. No, you won't. But going down the rest of his lineup, Zeke had 9.6. Eh. Zach Moss, he's almost as bad as Devin Singletary, uh, 2.4. Mo Alley Cox, former 810 basketball stud, 2.8 points. Uh, the San Francisco defense got you negative points. That's kind of to be expected, though. But also, uh, not really play, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have the quarterbacks up here. Do you want to play a quick name game of guys you'd rather start versus Daniel Jones? I would love to. All right, we'll go through the first like eight quarterbacks that are listed here. On fantasy. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been the highest scoring quarterback for the last combined. The well, last, Jimmy G. Jimmy G has been the highest scoring quarterback in fantasy. So, I mean, that one speaks for itself. Jimmy G. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Ben Roethlisberger. Daniel Jones. Okay, that's fair. Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Taylor Heineke, Trevor Lawrence. Was he injured last week? What was his he, stat? He, he got hurt, but he came back. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, granted, I'll, what I'll, I'll put that one with a grain of salt. Trevor Lawrence did out – or Daniel Jones did outscore Trevor Lawrence last week. He also got injured. But, yeah, he was injured. I mean, for shit's sake, Mike White is a free agent. Mike Start White's Mike White. Play. Mike White is fucking – Mike fucking White. <laughs> Please. Stop playing Daniel. Yeah, there are a lot of quarterbacks I'd rather have over Daniel Jones. Random. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had to get. I, I'm sick of seeing Daniel Jones starting for a fantasy football team in our league. Well, I'm glad he started this week because Luca, his team was so historically bad. He picked the wrong week to put to make a bet with me. <laughs> for now, for the rest of this season, through the end of the playoffs. John Lucas' team will be known as Kyle is daddy. If he, I am. That's a full putting, season bet that he made with you. That's a full season bet that he made with me. If somehow. Was there, an, was there an other end? What would have happened if you lost? He would have renamed my team for the season. Okay. So he just, okay. So it wasn't like set names prior. You oh, chose. no. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, because my whole plan here was if somehow Luca wins the championship, Kyle is daddy gets printed on the trophy. <laughs> So why would I not take that opportunity? You love it. But yeah, bad week, Luca. Bad week for me, but I'll take a win. I needed one. I'm now three and six. Um, hey, we'll take it. I'll take it. But you know, it wasn't bad though. What wasn't bad? Our experience recording and listening to podcasts with our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor? What's Anchor? Can, you, can someone tell me more about Anchor? I feel like we should cut to the live read and everybody can find out. 
Wow. Listen to the live read on Anchor. Thank you again to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show and keeping the lights on for our podcast. Kyle, why don't we get into our weekly awards? We had some very, very, very bad performances this week, as we talked about. But, you know, we usually, most of our awards are positive. So let's try and bring some light into, uh, into this week after a bad fantasy week, shall we? I, I love that approach. Let's start with MVP of the week. Kyle, do you want to go first to share your positive MVP, the best performance out of a very, very bad fantasy week? I can. Um, this guy had, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but he probably had somewhere in the 40, 45% uh, of his team's points. Um, I'm going with James Conner, team Mandarano this week. He had three touchdowns. How many yards did he have? I don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, oh, you just say a lot. He had 96 yards. Wow. Two touchdowns on the ground and then 77 yards and a touchdown through there. Uh, 35.3 points. I would like to do that math. I just honestly don't feel like it. Um, he definitely put up more than half of what Jim put up, uh, for which for one player is not good. So I'm putting James Conner as my MVP of the week. Way, know, way to go, Nick. Thinking back to Nick's team now, I started off this podcast by talking about Jeremy McNichol saying that there's no replacing Derrick Henry. But apparently Nick's done that with James Conner. Apparently James Conner is the new Derrick Henry. And it's the next man. They're the running back factory over in uh, Team Mandarano there. People listening to this podcast can't see the face I'm making at you right now, but it's not a good face after you say that. <laughs> I mean, what other running backs going to put up 35 points and just march into the end zone three times? James Conner's going to do that on a weekly basis. We're, we don't know. We have no idea. That's We're fair, I guess. Out. That's fair, I guess. Chase Edmonds is out. You might see a couple of good games out of James Conner. Who knows? Huh. Hey, I guess I don't know. Um, things but, have happened. But, Sam, who was your MVP? My MVP was also a running back. It wasn't the replacement of Derrick Henry. It is a running back near and dear to my heart. It is Mr. Nick Chubb. Ah, the former of Team Brandis. Stars. Of, formerly of Team Brandis. Currently of Wooback Baby, which is still hasn't changed for a couple of days now. So good job, Larry, for keeping your, your name. Although I'm sure he'll change that as soon as he hears me say that on Absolutely. the podcast. It is what it is. So Nick Chubb of currently Wooback Baby, tentative to change. He put up like, what was it, 28 points, something crazy like that. 28 points, yes. You know, going into that matchup, I had predicted it was going to be a Mike Williams week and that he was going to be the bus guy or the boom guy. That would carry Larry's team into a victory over a good Crest team, as we talked about at the start of the show. It ended up being Nick Chubb, so good for you, Nick Chubb. You are my MVP. Way to go, Nick. Uh, move, moving into our other positive award of the week, the pickup of the week. Um, Sam and I have selected the same person for pickup of the week, and I think it's only right that Sam does the honor of announcing the winner. So this pickup... You had to be a genius general manager to make this move. Clear, like just chess when everybody else is playing checkers. And I'm talking about the moves that when Kyler Murray went down with an injury and I had no one else on my bench to start because I don't carry a second quarterback, as I literally said last show, I had to pick up a quarterback and the best guy available wasn't Daniel Jones, thank goodness. It was Ryan Tannehill. In a week where a lot of I would say there weren't as many, you know, we didn't have trades now, the deadline's over. So waiver wires are going to be 
where pickers of the week lie. You're not going to find great performances out of all of them. Ryan Tannehill came through this week in a week where the Titans are adjusting to life after Derrick Henry. He's throwing the ball. What, he put up like 16 points, Kyle? He did put up 16 points. So we'll take that, and we got the win. So hey, great, yeah. great pickup by me. Good job, Sammy. I echo everything you said for a pick of the week. You had to get a guy for your star quarterback, and you got him, and he led you to victory. There's not much more you can ask for there. Nothing else. Um, going into our negative awards now, fan tracks player of the week. The worst of the worst in terms of awards that we give out probably every week. Kyle, you and I, again, had a consensus fan tracks player of the week. Would you like to do the honors? I would like to do the honors. Now, this is kind of a historic fan tracks player of the week uh, submission. Only once before has um, have we had a award winner in the same category that we're about to say. Um, never before have two hosts on the same episode selected the same type of category for the award winner we're not going with just one player for this week's fan tracks player of the week we're not going with two players we're going with a whole fucking team (gasps) kyle's daddy is our fan tracks player of the week and i don't see how you argue out of that you put up 48.8 points you lost to a team that scored not even 63 points um there's just really no words, Luca. Um, it's just a severe disappointment, and I hope you've been wallowing since since Monday night. You don't like to kick them when they're down, but, I mean, brutal. I, I, I harped on it enough already. I, I won't go any deeper into it. Just, you know, better luck next week, John. Luca, you are our fan tracks player of the week. Yeah, better luck next week. Who's he got next week? He's going up against uh, Jim. So maybe it'll be a bounce back game. Maybe not, but we'll talk. We'll, we'll touch on it more on tomorrow's episode. That we will. Um, and then finally, we have our bench regret of the week. Which not we differ same. from. We do differ. Not the same guy. Uh, I'll go first. Mine's pretty easy. Why I made him a bench regret. Uh, Matt, you did put up the third highest score of the week. Good job. You still didn't get the win, though. You would have gotten the win had you taken, let's see, Deontay Johnson out of your lineup and inserted Tim Patrick in there. Uh, Tim Patrick sat on your bench and got you 14 and a half points, more than Deontay Johnson's 6.7 points. And that difference would have gotten you the win over Larry this week. Um, It's got a sting when you are a top three scorer and still lose of the week. And it's got to sting even more when the score is by, what's that? Less than three points. Less than uh, three points. And you could have easily made that difference up with somebody on, on your bench. Like, um, Tim Patrick. like Tim Patrick. So better luck next week, Matt. Um, hopefully you can get back to that role you've been on earlier in the year. Um, maybe you can put Tim Patrick in there, like we were saying. Maybe you'll get a win. Not a fantasy advice podcast. Not a fantasy advice podcast. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I, I will transition into giving some fantasy advice, which we're not podcasted that. But it leads it nicely into my bench regret this week, which I'm not even sure if this qualifies as a bench regret because you simply just didn't activate him onto your roster. Listen, most of the bench regrets, I feel like we always say, 
you have reason to start him, except the one time that David started Daniel Jones over Justin Herbert, but that's neither here nor there. Most of the time, like Deontay Johnson's a target machine in Pittsburgh. They had a solid matchup. You know, I, I don't blame Matt for playing Deontay Johnson, not Tim Patrick, because Tim Patrick, if we're being honest, is the number three wide receiver on a meh Broncos offense. But Mr. Alex Gill, Philly D's nuts. You started Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin for that matter and didn't bother activating David Montgomery to your roster and playing him this week, which I think Kyle, can you confirm that qualifies as a venture grip because he was technically on the bench? Does technically qualify as a venture grip. In a week where Mike Davis gave you 1.8 fantasy points, and David Montgomery gave you eight fantasy points. That would have been enough to swing it, if I'm doing that quickly. I don't think it would. I think so. Really? So if you do 74 minus two, that puts you at 72, plus eight points from David Montgomery. Yeah, so it would have been enough. But, hey, no, it's it's the thought that counts, though. It's just the fact that you didn't start – like. If you had Najee Harris and Khalil Herbert like I did, I could understand, again, my rationale for starting Khalil Herbert because you weren't sure where David Montgomery would go, but you simply just didn't have better options. So, Mr. Alex Gill, you get my bench regret, even though it wouldn't have made the difference of that game. It came very, very close, and I just – you just can't start Mike Davis. Hashtag stop starting Mike Davis. I speak from experience. I agree with Sam. You cannot start Mike Davis. It does not lead to good things. See my three and six record. But Gil also has a three and six record. So maybe that's the common theme. Just Mike Davis. The Mike Davis curse. The Mike Davis curse. But no, I think that does it for our week nine recap. Um, I believe that wraps us up. Any other fun facts or thoughts to share with our listener? I have nothing to share to end this episode. I just, I've said it last week and to say it again this week. I sure hope we have a better week next week. Let's not get even worse. I think there's nowhere to go but up from here. We'll say that we'll all score 70 points next week. If I had to equate this fantasy football week to uh, a different sport, I would equate it to St. Joseph's University almost losing to Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, yeah, and getting right. lucky in the last 10 seconds. Um, so, but hey, better luck next week. I don't, I think all we can do is go up, but thank you all for listening to this week's, to this Thursday episode of Hulk Hill Focus. We'll see you tomorrow. We got some positive things going for tomorrow's episode. Thank you to Anchor for helping produce this show. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Father Jay, take us away. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly.